Hey everyone, Eric Watson here, freelance writer, player of games, writer of words, recorder of videos, and at Tabletop Roleplaying Aficionado. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Bye Bye Weekly Behind the Scenes DMLA Livestream Crafting the Deep, in which I build, write, and prepare for our next session of Call from the Deep. If you're playing characters Gottwald, Mox, Savra, or Toro, this stream is not meant for you because there will be lots of spoilers, but the rest of you are, of course, always welcome. We stream our DD sessions live on YouTube every Friday. You can join our official Discord server with invite link in the description below. If you'd like to support the channel, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. For our campaign, we use Roll20 for streaming. I use OBS Studio, apologizing for being a few minutes late. I let the dogs out, and they needed to take their time going outside. I don't want to leave them out for the entire hour, so I waited patiently for them to uh, return. Also, it is getting to be a not horrible, horrible day uh, currently, like it was earlier this week, but um, still definitely hoodie weather uh, for me. <laughs> All right, so we are talking about... Uh, the Neverwinter Attack, which, by the way, this has been a crazy busy week purely for D&D prep right now because I've got the patron game tonight, which has a lot going on in terms of me having to prep um, just content that's not already prepared for me, I guess. A lot of kind of extra maps and things, so that's requiring a lot of work. And then this one, we're at the same, uh, basically the same spot with that, so I'm going to have to deal with... Uh, you know, all these extra maps and, and situations and things. So that's being uh, very, very tricky. By the way, I hope the stream is working okay. I'm having problems uh, with my playback. Although the upload seems that it's doing fine. So uh, hopefully it's just on my end. Uh, but let me know in case anything is is jacked up. I am, should always, I, you know, I, I'm fortunately going to have to get in the uh, habit of like checking my speed every single time, which is really annoying. I Ah, oh, I just want to get fiber so badly. Give me that fiber. I need it. I want it in my life. I don't want to worry about this anymore. We got really spoiled the the last couple of years we were in our old house. Moved into this one. It was just not a great situation, at least right now. Hopefully it will get better. Uh, so let me know if there's any issues. Um, so we've put together some more events. I'm thinking we'll definitely still be in the harbor. Uh, we made it basically pla past, past, past the, uh, the uh, blockade. With our one ship-to-ship -ship battle, which the players just absolutely kicked ass on. So now I'm just going to throw more chaotic scenes and have crafted some more maps. Uh, so they can do and just feel like there's more action-y stuff going on that, um, you know, to kind of represent the chaos of the moment. So it's more like they're uh, responding to threats, I guess, versus uh, necessarily being proactive. But... You know, if they come up with something that they want to do, hopefully I can make them do it. But what I'm trying to do is because we roll, you know, on a virtual tabletop is uh, presume what they're going to do, which is always what DMs do, I suppose. But more than anything, so that I can have all the maps and things uh, prepared for any of the different decisions they make, which is me just coming up again with these um, scenarios and situations that they can respond to. So uh, we've got, let's see, I think we already did one that's ship encounter. Yeah, this was the big uh, pirate fight. I don't see us doing another ship-to-ship -ship battle now that we've done the blockade. I just I don't see like the need to repeat any of these things much. Although I did like the fact that they mentioned they got the uh, the captain as a prisoner, which is gonna be a bit of a challenge for me. Um, I think I might just have the captain be killed by like a psychic attack or something because the big part of the quest line is like people don't know. Uh, they, they need more information. They need to go on, like, fact-finding information. If they have any survivors, which I guess I should have accounted, they would have somebody, but uh, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll figure that out. But they've got they've they've got his sword, which is a scimitar of speed. That's a pretty good weapon. Probably 
Uh, Mac would want to have that one, I assume. Uh, but in terms of getting answers, I don't know if like I, I don't want to give away the, like the location of the Black Armada like fleet, any of that stuff. And yeah, so I'm 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 not sure how I'm gonna handle the the captive pirate thing. We don't have to worry about that for a while anyway. They're not gonna get a chance. Uh, to deal with that at the moment. So we've got a ship in need of rescue, and I've literally just copied this same uh, basic player uh, map uh, with the ship, and then there's a sinking ship. It's been attacked. This is one of the Neverwinter, you know, defense ships. They they operate with their own, like, watch and a mercenary force, and uh, clearly they wanted to respond to, you know, this, the pirate ships approaching a blockade, so they had some ships launched, but that's probably when the Sawagan maybe bounced up and, you know, attacked from underneath and then just extra cannon fire. And it was just more of a force than, you know, any city is prepared to deal with at one time for sure. And uh, they were just blitzed essentially. And this ship has been scuttled and is sinking into the harbor. And of course, there is shark infested waters everywhere because the Sawagan brought a bunch of sharks in there. The Sawagans are trying to capture people, but in this case, um, probably just letting the sharks have these guys. Now, this is a chance for the players to come up. Something I'll just mention, you know, while they're uh, heading into the harbor towards some other threat is I will mention the fact there's the ship they need to rescue. Now, obviously, the players, you know, they're on a ship, right? They're not in immediate danger. So this is a chance for them to try to save others. The goal isn't to kill the sharks, although that could certainly be something they can do. The problem is, well, I guess one goal is they can kill the sharks before the sharks have a chance of killing some of these survivors. That's the big thing. Would I love if there were some heroics of people jumping in the water and trying to rescue people and tank some of the blows? Hell yeah, I would. That would be amazing. Uh, anybody who does that definitely gets inspiration. Basically, anybody who kind of risks their, I guess, hmm, I wish there was something else I could do besides, because inspiration is is the best thing to reward people just for, because we don't have experience that we reward with, right? That's the only bummer about doing events that don't involve, like, loot. I mean, I guess players should do it just because of the goodness of their hearts. They want to be heroes, but I'm just thinking, like, mechanics-wise, uh, usually game mechanics reward you for being a hero with uh, actual things that you get. Uh, in this case, inspiration is the perfect thing to that, but um, it's nice if, like, some players are more heroic than others and I can reward them uh, maybe with something extra. But um, in either way, uh, the Sharks will be obviously focused on the survivors, so it'll be kind of a race to save them or defeat the sharks before they can save the people. They may decide to just shoot at the sharks, stay up in their ship, not really care. Um, in that case, uh, that's less heroic. It's like, well, well, I guess we'll stop on the way to shoot a couple of sharks. And plus, these people aren't exactly safe in the water. Like, there's going to be an infinite number of sharks that can spawn eventually. For the purposes of this scenario, uh, this scenario is a big word, um, for this encounter... Um, I've only got five sharks in here. And I also went ahead and put them all on the battlefield. I guess I could always hide more sharks in the water. Um, I don't feel the need to have to do that, though. I don't, because I don't want any of these things that we've got planned to necessarily last uh, too long. But I might stick in case somebody does like a big AoE or something. Although if they do that, then they have a chance of hitting the people, too. But let's put one on the GM layer in case we need to multiply it, do something else with it. So that's scenario, or encounter, why I say scenario, encounter number one. one. Another thing they could do, I spelled it up here too. I hate the freaking word Sawagan, by the way. I just cannot, my brain cannot wrap my head around. How to spell that word, Sawagan. It's not an easy word to say or spell. So this is where I pictured, or I, I described the giant sharks with these uh, coral things attached to them. And this 
encounter is designed, it kind of presumes that the players are going to want to attack the ship, um, you know, because they're in a ship themselves. They so use their ship as a weapon, which is what they've been doing. I will totally allow that. And they'll also uh, catch the Sawagan halfway through them capturing people. So they'll be clued into the fact that Sawagan are, uh, you know, trying to capture people. We built this map last time on the Monday stream where it's a bunch of mollusks attached to this kind of coral barnacle growth thing. This whole thing is like a, a mobile prison, essentially, uh, where they can shove uh, people inside of these mollusks and clamp them shut. And that's it gives them like maybe an airtight cavity or something so they can take them to their... Uh, layer, which ultimately to deliver them to the mind flayers. Essentially, mind flayers need brains and people and stuff. And they would like um, smarter people than the Sawagan, I think. <laughs> uh, so when the players attack, again, assuming they want to you know, attack the giant shark, because that'll be the most visible thing, this thing will be kind of floating behind it. Uh, I'll straight up let them roll for damage and attack. And then I'm going to introduce this situation where they can see people being, you know, thrown into these mollusks and basically I guess there's another chance for them to save people but also there's more enemies in the water however in this case to save the people you're gonna have to actually like jump in there and pry them out of there which that's a strength check uh, to get them out and also these barnacles on the side have these tentacles that can kind of come out as a natural defense system and begin uh you know whacking and terrorizing and uh, doing the, I essentially just use the stat block for a giant octopus and using those tentacle attacks. And I'm going to treat it kind of like legendary actions. So I'm not really going to have them be a, a token on the battlefield. Instead, it's just an environmental thing where at the end of anybody's turn, if they're within 10 feet, uh, assuming of course it's a non Sawaga, non prisoner, uh, one of those tentacle things will just attack them and try to grab them uh, in place and act like kind of a, a prisoner system. Uh, in that case, in fact, that can be something they can use to uh, uh, help move prisoners around, too, is just having these tentacle things grab them. So this will hopefully motivate players to kind of jump down and maybe deal with something. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I wonder if I need to uh, put a rowboat on the map because players might not want to just literally jump off of their giant ship. Uh, let's see, is it under... Shoot, what is the, uh, what's the ship one called? Is it Quick Encounters Ships? Which, by the way, they updated uh, Roll20 and changed the filter thing. Yeah, Quick Encounters Ship Pack. I think that's what I'm going to look for. Uh, they changed the compendium, so now... Uh, you can search a lot easier in here, presumably. Um, unfortunately, it means I need to update my compendium before it's actually going to be very usable. Maybe I should do that here, too. Uh, it's under game settings, I think. Uh, let's see. Compendium is where... This is not the right one. Compendium settings. Yeah, we need to get rid of... And the problem is they they automatically add them to my game. So I have to update this once in a while. Uh, we want non-wizards, monsters, NPCs. Trick codex is fine. Uh, I don't know what that one is. 
appreciated Rhyme of the Frost. They really did update that one, didn't they? Uh, I don't know what that one is. Ultimate Adventures Handbook. Double Bees can stay. Esper Genesis doesn't need to be in here. Uh, Everbell's a separate one. Okay. Uncharted Journeys. There's a lot that have been added in here. I'm into your games on Roll20. Nice. Um, but I think we're going to get rid of those. <laughs> New World, Matt Colville product, Wormdoom Hunt. Okay, we're keeping everything as just basically wizards or a few Cobalt Press stuff that's only going to be monsters so they don't actually see it. Dungeons of Drakenheim. Did I miss anything else? So that way when we filter things, I guess we may see some of the Cobalt Press um, spells. Uh, oh yeah, and Monster Manual Expanded can stay in there. Oh, I almost select select all. Don't fucking do that. All right. So save changes, and I got to sneeze. Oh, my goodness. I'm supposed to get a huge cold front again, too. On uh, Friday night, I believe. All right. So now that we've saved changes, I don't think we have to refresh. For example, we go to items... Yeah, it looks a lot better, too. And look at that. It even has a little drop-down menu that gives you kind of a brief little blurb about the item. So this is a very recent, like, as of this week, uh, update to Roll20. And you can actually filter items. So let's see. I want to do... I guess I could do a separate video for this. <laughs> uh, and then apply by Uncon. I don't know if it's worth just showing you the stuff in the video, but... It'll just show you uncommon items from the compendium settings that I've selected. So if I wanted to do a more specific, if I wanted to say just for uh, like the player's handbook, there's one called delete me. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. <laughs> that needs to be cleaned up a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, nobody got the uh, memo to delete it. Uh, there it is, player's handbook. All right, so if we just want to look at uncommon items from the player's handbook, uh, we can filter it that way. Well, that can't be right. <laughs> There's only one item, the Mind Carapace Armor. Did I have armor selected? I just said uncommon, yeah. Let's take that out. In real time, we're watching the filter not be able to be that usable. Oh, well, maybe items don't actually count as magic item? Well, no, because it's Shield of Farsight. Because it shows, like, all the packs and tools and things. Is items different than uh, magic? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just fucking around. This is... I'm trying to work my way through... Um, wow, there's a lot of things in there. Ships is a category. That's kind of nice. This is just for information, though. This is not the art gallery. Anyway, getting distracted. All right. Quick encounter ships. It's always funny that I'm so impressed when... Uh, Roll20 does, like, updates to, like, basic functionality on something. <laughs> like, yay, we have filters. Like, visible. I guess we always had filters, but I remember they just never worked very well before. It goes cold. Is it tonight? I think it, I thought it was supposed to be tomorrow. It got cold again. But uh, we're supposed to get damn near down to the freezing, freezing temps once more. Where heater in the greenhouse has been running, like, Friggin' non-stop. 
Uh, I need a small... The problem is I need a small ship that's not a token size. Do we have that available? Because, like, this is just a tiny version of their sailing ship, but I need an actual rowboat. I can say, look at rowboats. Uh, riverboat, rowboat with sail token, rowboat 3x6, rowboat 3x4, rowboat per deck. Here we go. This is what I want. More or less. Okay. That way, if they want to take a smaller ship over there, that makes a little more sense. It's pretty tiny. Is that really how small? It feels a little better. Kind of large, but there you go. Uh, I'll put that on the GM later for now. But uh, unfortunately, what I can't do <clears throat> is necessarily change the like size and distance of a lot of these tokens. They're kind of it's just going to be a reasonable proximity. So I don't know. Depending on what their situation is, hopefully I can just say like, well, you're close enough. You turn broadside, and then here's the situation. So this will be a whole thing. Again, none of these are meant to be big protracted battles, though, in the harbor. But I just wanted to give them more events to do while they're in their ship uh, with the idea of, again, bringing them closer and closer to the docks. So basically, when they're in each situation, I think I will explain what's happening beyond them. So they always have a goal to reach, but things keep happening. So that means when they're out in the blockade, I teased the Sawagan ships coming out. I, I already uh, did the description, I believe. I'll have to go back and watch that session. But uh, for these sharks coming up, uh, in the water and having all the waters churn in the harbor and like, oh, there's the big reveal is the Swagener swarming and things. And then once they start making their way in and dealing with the the rescue ship and then these Swagen, then I can describe more Swagen um, spilling out over uh, into the docks and they're terrorizing people and kidnapping people. So now it's like, oh shit, now we got to get to the docks. And then once they arrive at the docks, the sea spawn will appear. The big giant thing will come up and attack and uh, maybe... I'm really tempted on if I should fuck around with their ship or not. Now, here's a, here's an interesting situation. If they do ram the shark and try to destroy one of these Sawagan prison vessels, which I kind of anticipate them doing, then the shark isn't going to sit idly by, right? It's a giant shark stat block. Um, but if the players stay on the ship or maybe in the rowboat, you know, and try not to really get in the water... Um, it's, well, the robot would have a really fun, you need a bigger boat situation, because I would definitely allow it to, I don't know how I'd rule that, probably some deck saves or something, but it would definitely try to just straight up destroy that rowboat. Um, but it would certainly attack the ship also, and the ship does have stats. It's got armor class, it's got hit points, and it's got a damage threshold. Um, my notes say that it's a sailing ship, which has an armor class of 15, a damage threshold of 15, which I believe means you have to deal at least 15 damage to do any kind of damage to it, but then once you deal over 15 damage, it still deals the full amount of damage, I think is how damage threshold works. Um, it rarely, rarely comes up in 5e, and I'm thankful for that. Damage threshold, there we go. If a ship component has a damage threshold, the threshold appears after its hit points. A component has immunity to all damage, Unless it takes an amount of damage that equals or exceeds its threshold, in which case it takes damage as normal. Damage that fails to bypass the threshold is considered superficial and doesn't reduce the component's hit points. Which means if you deal, if you do a successful hit and you deal 12 damage, it does no damage to the ship. But if you do a successful hit and you deal 16 damage, it deals 16 damage to the ship. I believe that's how that works. 
Because previously I played, uh, was it Neverwinter Nights that had damage reduction with like armor and stuff, which actually would lower. Uh, well, actually, I think 5e may have one or two pieces of armor that actually does that as well, that, that straight up like decreases damage by a certain flat number. But uh, I don't I don't think it comes up very often, at least as in older editions. Uh, so, but ships do have that, and I guess buildings. So now we look at the stats on this shark, and it's very likely to do over 15 damage, though. It's very likely to hit the ship. It's got a plus 9 to hit, and it deals an average of 22 damage on a hit. So it can start taking some chunks out of even their big ship. Now, the ship's got 200 hit points, so it would take a while for the giant shark to destroy it, but... It would be interesting if once it if it were to like crush into the ship and hit it, if the players start asking questions like, okay, how do we think like this ship's gonna hold up against this shark? I can be like, well, it would probably take it a hot minute or two to destroy the shark to to really like straight up destroy your ship if it was uh determined to do that. And but you know, and didn't like retreat or anything. So it would I don't know. I just think it'd be fun motivation for players to have to deal with that. Uh, threat of this giant shark that it is you know a beast though ultimately so they could do things to try and uh you know scared away or get the hell out of there or whatever else it's it's a beast that's maybe trained by the sawagan so it would be a little more militant than the average just wild beast uh but yeah i just i, I don't really know because i don't know what the players will do but that's kind of what i'm thinking is it's always got a chance to attack the ship and if i my idea my plan is never to destroy their ship Sorry, the garbage truck's outside right now. Um, they're, they're a day late, I guess, because of the holiday on Monday. We should have to deal with them on Thursday. Um, but, you know, I could definitely damage a little bit. I think that would be probably appropriate for all the shit that's going on uh, on this battlefield. I don't have... I don't know if I'm going to plan on having the big uh, layer actions. Oh, is it heavy? Yeah, heavy armor reduces certain damage by three. Okay. Yeah, I, I do recall that some of the... There were very few items... Uh, in 5e that actually had damage reduction, but it's still a thing a little bit. Um, I don't have any layer actions for the harbor. I could, because there's still chaos there. I was really planning on saving it for the the docks, when they're actually on the docks. One of the things I'm not sure how I'm going to handle is how to get the players from their ship onto the docks. Maybe if their ship ends up really damaged... So they kind of limp their way toward the docks to help people. Um, or they just want to saddle up and park their ship on the docks and then help people. But e either way, I'm hoping the motivation of having the docks be overrun by enemy forces and having, you know, the few Neverwinter guards or whatever kind of get waylaid. Like, and I'll still, I don't want to describe like Neverwinter is just getting absolutely demolished. Like, there's still going to be guards on the, on the uh, walls. In fact, that could be a legendary action. Like, arrows... Uh, Arrows coming down from the guards could have a chance of hitting uh, friendly fire. That could be an interesting one. I don't know if Neverwinter would have like battle mages uh, on their squad. Surely they've got like maybe some paladins and stuff. I do. By the way, we talked about doing cameos for previous characters. If anybody has any specific ideas or cameos they would love to see, um, somebody who would be in Neverwinter at the time, but because the the building. That one tower that's used as the current seat of government in Neverwinter, the uh, Halls of Justice, uh, are a big tier, you know, everything justice is tier. And I figure it'd be really awesome to have the uh, the Knights, uh, the Lords Alliance in our universe. Uh, Kalinar is way high up uh, on that 
organization, uh, along with the Lich uh, Renwick, I think. I'm trying to remember. Is Renwick the Lich's name? God, it's been a while. It's a shame we haven't had to. We haven't been able to do more references because my last two campaigns have been in very have not been in the Sword Coast. They've actually been very exotic outside places: Tomb of Annihilation and Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. So the it's it's been a lot trickier to include those uh, far-reaching references. Whereas here we're finally back in the middle of the Sword Coast. So one of my ideas was at the end of the Docks fight, which we may or may not get to this session. I just don't have any idea how long these things are going to last. I was thinking it'd be cool to have Kalinar show up as part of the vanguard to push back uh, the enemy. So obviously the players will still make it very much like they've broken through the blockade. They started, you know, coming through with reinforcements and really helping save the day. And then Kalinar will like come down off the wall in like a superhero pose with like a giant sword. I mean, he's supposed to be probably by now he's like a little 14 or 15, I would imagine. We did the campaign at 12, uh, but twice the level of the players at the very least, and just be able to cleave through people. And then um, at that point, you know, maybe not even a chance for a, a firm dialogue session, but for sure, just a cool action moment. Um, and I think Kalinar is just kind of a, a fan favorite in general. Uh, but clearly, uh, after that, we would trigger the ghost pirate attack, and there would be some that would be the one chance for dialogue is him saying like, all right, we've, we're, we're taking the docks back, go deal with this threat right now, which they'll see that ghost pirate ship. Again, that's my idea of having each time they go to a thing, tease what's happening in the next area that kind of keeps the momentum going forward. So, uh, you know, we've got the blockade with teasing what's going on in the Harbor. Once they get to the Harbor, we'll tease what's going on in the docks. Once they get to the docks, um, I'll have to wait until we're a little later in that battle. And then Kalinar will swoop down and then towards the, and it may not even be like they've made it through. That might actually be an interesting timing thing, is we could have that occur just at a certain round versus like having all the enemies down. Like he can just come down and just do a bunch of cool shit, kind of ended in a cinematic cutscene. A cinematic cutscene. But then you see that ghost pirate ship, um, you know, going through the. Uh, in fact, maybe I'll do the ghost pirate ship first, and the players like, well, fuck, we can't deal with that. We're still in the middle of this. And then Kalinar will pop down, deal with, help deal with the docks with his, you know, knights or whatever paladins after they've uh, come down off the wall and uh and he'll be like all right you go i've i thank you for your assistance i'll go uh we'll take back the docks but you all go after uh that ship you seem more capable than uh most here and see what they're doing just cuz those players need a chance to do something attacks cripple the rudders or make holes to solo player ship yeah i i think having having their ship be damaged would be certainly appropriate and fun um and it's it's not my intention to destroy their ship here but we can we can do a ton of damage to it and they'll get a chance for a little bit of downtime probably the most downtime we'll have in this entire campaign following this big uh attack is they'll get a chance to you know install upgrades repair their ship spend a couple days at least of downtime in town get some quests get some leads um in fact one of them the one they'll probably want to do first is the lead of the Ghost Pirates, which will lead them to the Earth Moat. That's not the one in the harbor, but the one that's actually north. In fact, I think it's on the Neverwinter map. Yeah, I think it's this one up here, uh, which is where the Black Dragon uh, hangs out at. Yeah, it's just not even like 1,500 feet from Neverwinter or something. So that's easy, easy walking distance. Uh, although it's floating above the water, like 100 feet above the water. 
Um, but it's it's reasonably close, so they'll be able to follow up on that, which is, there's a Swampland, there's lizard folk there. I can ask Heather to see if she wants to have any connections with those lizard folk. Uh, and then a, it's ruled by a black dragon, and they'll be able to do some follow-ups on uh, basically where this ghost pirate ship uh, came from and who hired it and all that good stuff. So that'll be there first. So in other words, they that's technically more ship downtime for them because they don't have to take the ship. Well, I guess it is it is technically in the water, but it's not like... You wouldn't take, like, a sailing ship that far into the water. That's literally 600 feet. Um, you would not want to swim that necessarily, but you could take a small, like, rowboat or something, <laughs> I think. But it won't require their big ship. So they, they won't need their big ship. So we could definitely get some damage to it. Odds they try and steal an opponent ship, pretty decent. Could be. Um, they they did mention they, they they took one ship out and said like we have no interest in taking the ship right now, which I think is fair. Um, it's yeah, I, I think we'll see. Well, I, I just yeah, it's hard to say what they're gonna do. But right now we made it through the blockade. They've got their ship. Um, if theirs is like literally destroyed, then yeah, we can obviously they'll they've got at least one like empty ship, probably one or two ships that would be uh, firmly conquered from this pirate. Uh, crew maybe uh maybe you can say captain callus took one out as well but uh i i don't i don't know i i think they'll they'll be able to retain their their same ship here uh i guess we can go ahead and put these shark guys on the map although let's see where the idea is they can take out i always want to have at least one I, the situation is the players need to be effective at repelling the attacking force, but they can't be 100% effective. So no matter what they do, the bad guys are going to get away with uh, prisoners at the very least. They can prevent, obviously, the Abolus assassination and prevent the total destruction of the harbor, um, but there are going to be some people that are going to end up uh, getting kidnapped here. And I guess what I can't do is stop them from just going after each of these individual shark ships other than just having more appear after they dock already. I'm trying to put one a little bit closer. Over there, maybe. I don't know. These guys are still kind of... They're not like on the... I don't know. Some of them are closer to the water than others. Like that, maybe. Um, but I, I just figure they can, they can take one out, but then when they're around the time they're in the harbor doing that, then I'll describe how they're swogging, like, spilling out into the streets and uh, kidnapping people, and they can go deal with that. With the caveat that, like, they just can't split their forces up that much. There's always going to be, like, ones that you didn't get to, which I'm going to have to describe, um, you know, just probably after the battle is like, oh, yeah, and then at least one or two of those shark coral things got away, dove under the water with some, and then there's, there's dozens of people, I don't know about dozens, but, a number of people uh, missing, um, and then of course these giant sea spawn attacks, which I have not put on the map yet because when I show the beginning of the next session, uh, I don't believe the sea spawn have actually attacked yet. So I think we'll do that uh, once they arrive at the dock. So I've got them that maybe their ship, which this isn't actually their ship token. This is the generic one, but hopefully it won't matter for this case just kind of pulls up right next to the docks. Um, hopefully they won't try to like ram into the docks or something, but I guess I could try to let them do that. 
And then I have no idea what kind of enemy forces to use. I threw just a shit ton of tokens on the map to make it look interesting. <laughs> uh, this map I created myself using the Quick Encounters. Uh, no, it was a Slapdown. It was Slapdown Port Town, I believe, on all those assets. In fact, I've not even done the dynamic lighting layer now that I think about it. It's daytime. Dynamic lighting is off. So we can start actually making some uh, lighting here. But this is because I didn't have the exact map I wanted, which was to look like city streets, but then docks, not city streets, but like a, a dock with, I don't know, street-like harbor thing going on and then actual like uh, piers and things going off of the docks big enough for like some big ships to come in at. Uh, and then we'll have the sea spawn attack. We could we could have the players park their ship and then the sea spawn comes in and starts fucking up their ship, but that feels a little mean. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm going to worry about windows in here. Let's just draw a line through it all. So this is supposed to be like a little tavern in here by the water. Like some lines here. And then this is the actual Neverwinter uh, defensive wall down here because that looked like it was actually pretty close. Actually, does kind of cut the map off right there. Uh, I'm going to put a door. Oh, the door should be open. Open door. Um, the wall would definitely be line of sight breaking. So let's make a wall, technically a one-way wall. Going there. Make it go. I'm going to cover at the very edge, so it's nice to be able to see if there's uh, tokens there. And I just have the wall kind of going. I didn't have the wall going all the way down because I figured it would go. Uh, maybe the down angle there. It's not the right direction, so flip it. There we go. Now we've got another building here. Again, I don't really care about the windows. Whoops, I didn't mean to make that one way. Can we turn off one? Uh, yeah, make it a wall. Uh, this is like a little administration building, I guess. Also have a door. You get a door. I guess that one could be closed. Maybe there's nobody in there yet. Maybe there's people hiding in there. It just depends on how like sudden would the attack be versus would there still be people uh, around? Which I'm I'm gonna say yes. There are gonna be people around here still, and they're being uh, kidnapped at the moment. This attack was all still very sudden. And, of course, the players arrived at the most uh, cinematically interesting time. Even though I think we established it, actually. They arrived, like, hours ago, maybe? I don't know. None of the time really makes sense if you think about it too much, but that's okay. As long as it's fun. For you. This one I don't think actually has a door. Maybe it'll just be an open. I like the idea that it's a warehouse with like a water thing right here. I don't know if like, because it's like elevated, right? So you could have like smaller ships come in or maybe put ships in the water here. 
and then take crates up uh, into the warehouse. That's kind of cool. So there'd be a door down here. So, and I kind of divide it up just between two different battlefields to help things a little bit more interesting, but we could even start, and that'll be an interesting, interesting timing too. Uh, we could start the Sawagan attack, have the players appear and start doing that, and then launch the sea spawn attack, um, or have them both happen uh, simultaneously, like by the time the players arrive, there's sea spawn attacking, and then that kind of motivates the players to have to choose or make some choices. The sea spawn are just there killing people, um, versus the uh, Sawagan who are trying to kidnap people, but also probably killing some people. Maybe we'll have some dead bodies floating in the water. Uh, some people in here. Help, help, we're in distress. <laughs> so I don't know how many see like I don't know how many enemies I want to create. In terms of this dynamic battlefield, the goal will, I think, not necessarily be able to kill anybody. It'll just be, hey, doing shit. Um and then at a certain moment. I think I'll, I'll spawn the like the cinematic where, uh, you know, Kalinar and the crew come down to help defend the docks, and then the players get a chance to run after the uh, the ghost ship. That so that actually I'll probably have the ghost ship spawn first, so they see it in the distance. Kalinar and gang will jump down after that, maybe as part of the same cutscene or at the same moment, and then when attacking, he'll look up and see that ghost ship and say, "All right, you guys need to go." Go deal with that. We'll help everyone here. Um, I do have... I think it's appropriate a little bit of a mini boss fight for this scenario, which is going to be the Sawagan champion here. I don't know where best to put him. Again, it's going to be all chaos in here where the players are going to be. Um, but uh, he's a little stronger. A little stronger. He's he's not a baron, and I believe this stat block is included in Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Uh, compared to a baron... Let's actually look at that compared to a baron. Because I already fought a Baron as a boss fight, but the Baron was by himself. The Baron has 76 hit points, 16 AC, and 3 attacks. The Champion has 71 hit points, 16 AC, and 3 attacks. So, it's only a CR 3. I wonder why... It looks like the Champion's just not as strong, doesn't have the strength. Uh, yeah, so less attack... Uh, only a plus five versus the plus seven of the of the Baron, and uh, average of six damage versus eleven damage. So yeah, just kind of a attacks a lot, has blood frenzy, which makes his attacks probably hit, but uh, not quite as nasty. I don't think I've rolled hit points for all these guys either. Hit points. There you go, sixty nine. Nice. Uh, otherwise, I'm just using a bunch of Sawagans and Raiders. That's what Call from the Deep has. I think that's because those are the two stat blocks that maybe Perry had uh, available. Um, I've got a lot more Sawagan stat blocks. I could throw a Priestess in there. That kind of complicates things, though, giving me a Spellcaster. Uh, maybe a little bit too much. And I'm okay with just throwing the, the Raiders. Especially the Raiders have nets, right? They're, like, built for capturing people. So I like that idea. I could hide some of the Sharks in the water. Sharks... Uh, in fact, I probably will. They're not going to be a factor unless people get in the water, but that's something that uh, Sawagan could try to shove people into water or uh, net people and then drop them into the water. It'd be worth uh, labeling 
the sharks. In case we start showcasing them. It's going to be chaotic, but, uh, and again, I don't know how many, let's see, how many do I have right now? There's one, two, three, because the problem is, if you look at the actual, like, notes on there, it doesn't really help break it up for me. Um, if we look at specifically the attack on Waterdeep, it says the force consists of two Sawagan Barons, five Raiders, and 34 Sawagan, accompanied by 10 Reef Sharks. But then it will be, uh, at some point I think it says to split them up. Well, this is them going after the married con, so I guess that's not applicable. Maybe there's another attack that actually split the enemies up. Um, but clearly that's a shit ton. <laughs> so we're not using the barons. I'm using a champion. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven regular Sawagans, it looks like, on the battlefield. And two, three, four raiders. Um, that seems like a bunch. Seems like a bunch. But the players are doing really well, right? They haven't, like, completed the last thing with uh, flying colors. Some numbers, and then uh, Swagan are still kind of in the midst of basically approaching this area. So we'll use brain. I guess it's easier to add enemies than it is to take them away. So the one way I can balance things is by adding waves of forces versus having them all on the board initially. I've actually, yeah, I got seven of these. Okay. Um, also, that helps prevent being beaten up by a bunch of AOE attacks as well. So what the players are going to want to do probably is is unleash those. But hopefully, I can dissuade that somewhat by having, uh, you know, people around that are uh, in danger. And that'll help prevent the players from necessarily just throwing a bunch of uh, AoE attacks down. That guy's, like, hiding. People are, like, hiding behind boxes and shit and trying not to be attacked. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts, and it's going to be hard to run, I admit. Um, especially when you have all of so over on this corner in this corner we have uh, our giant actual creature which is not going to be attackable I think for I'm sure somebody's going to want to stab the damn thing but it's hopefully it's big enough and it's not a token it's a thing where they'll be like all right this is kind of a lost cause to try to hit this thing <laughs> um, the sea spawn though definitely part of it and in this uh, situation when they're on the harbor fighting things is definitely when I would have um, the legendary actions uh, firing off at the players. So again, like just things exploding and having to roll deck saves, or I like the idea of arrows firing from uh, the Neverwinter Wall that hits them. I suppose what I should do um, is also have enemies taking some damage from the guards too. I guess I'll need to simulate that, probably not rolling damage, but actually just deducting, or not rolling uh, attacks, but just deducting damage from the C-spawn, like, every round as part of the layer action. Um, and having, like, maybe, you know, one and a half C-spawn even go down. But I could have even more spawn in from the... I don't know if I... Hmm. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 is how many C-spawn are on the map right now at the beginning of this one. That's kind of crazy. 
Uh, if we roll these guys, it doesn't create much of a variance, does it? They're all pretty much right around 30. That is a nuts amount to where if I have more than nine, it gets really tricky. <laughs> As my number system only goes up to nine. But they've got allies here. They've got some guards down on the floor. So I definitely want to also simulate the guards attacking. And, and in fact, the archers probably won't fire uh, if they're near... Um, you know, if there's any kind of friendly system there. Oops, that's the wrong thing. Uh, nine, and then we're gonna have to go in with a different number, purple. But simulate the fact that this is all happening in the middle of this action scene by the time the players reach the docks. Um, I guess the problem is I've already got this map in use. So once they hit the docks, and they spawn in wherever they spawn in to deal with the Sawagan, then I can trigger the sea spawn attack emerging from the ground, smashing into this uh, building. In fact, I guess I could put some rubble right here because it kind of looks weird. Um, and having the sea spawn spill out and having a bunch of guards who were running to deal with the Sawagan uh, suddenly having to deal with this. Hi. Hi. How you doing, sweetheart? Good. Yeah. Good. Daddy's putting together a monster map with some bad guys. And monsters. And monsters, yeah. They're gonna monsters. have to. They're gonna have to fight all these monsters. Maybe not all of them. And then we've got the uh, the harbor master. That's a lot of monsters. It is a lot of monsters, but we've got heroes too. So hopefully they'll be all right. But I don't plan on actually rolling. I'll turn these off just in case, but I don't plan on rolling for any of these allies. I think we just need to simulate, with all the mass combat, we just need to simulate how much damage is going back and forth between everybody. Like, I'll write down notes, like, every round, maybe a guard goes down, but then also they take down... Hi. Uh, they take down one of the, like, sea spawns, and then the harbor master gets a little bit damaged. Which, maybe the players will be like, alright, well, those guys are dealing with that over there, and then, you know, we can help with the Sawagan. What are you doing? We're just singing. Hey, 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 you're being too loud. You're being too loud. What do we think about? Is it too many monsters? Look at this one. Well, that's so big. It's so big. <laughs> it's so big. Yes, it is. It's the size of a ship. I know. Now, what happens if the players want to go inside this monster and deal? And maybe, maybe that's the threat. Maybe they say, "Oh, this is the actual boss." It has tentacles. It does have tentacles. Just like an octopus. Just like an octopus. You're right. I don't think that's an octopus, though. It's a giant. It's a what? Gigantic. Oh, it's gigantic. Yeah. It's a gigantic key. It's a gigantic key? Mm -hmm. A gigantic key is purple. I do have a map for the inside of this thing, just in case. Because now I'm thinking about it, the players are going to probably want to jump inside this thing. <laughs> yeah, it has a silly one. Yeah. That's a silly thing. This is like the inside cavity, which I don't... I guess I need to finish this map then. I haven't done like the dynamic lighting on it. 
Um, maybe maybe you attack it from the inside. There's like a core brain stem you can destroy. Look at that body. That would cause it to sink. That that would actually be kind Look of a cool boss guy. thing now that I think about Look it. That Look at that guy. Look at that guy. He's so silly. He's so silly. Unfortunately, I don't have it on the water because the map, I think, only had this black background. I'm pretty sure it did not have a separate uh, transparent map. So we'll just have to simulate uh, that fact. I guess there should be daylight outside, but not inside. So daylight, no, daylight mode should be off, but then I should have uh, light sources outside of it. So this is the top part actually has openings. Does it look like it's got openings on the top? Does it have orifices? Oh, look at that guy. Can't really tell. That but I guess like in here on the sides, there would be like openings. So it's got this like mounted area up here. Although I'm sure players will see these like holes and be like, I want to jump in the, the blowholes. Which I don't think. Did you take my keyboard thing? Put that back, you turd. Uh, no. Oh. I just used it. Yeah, I see that. It was right there. Hi, sweetheart. Oh, there's the orifices. Yeah, so you can jump in those, and then you end up uh, down here. <laughs> oh, who's a special girl? Who loves you? <laughs> you haven't joined me for a crafting stream in a long time. Uh, we can make some dynamic lighting here, I guess. I've done that. Drawing lines. Drawing lines. Drawing lines. Drawing lines. Oh, now the dog's in here. I'm getting, like, all kinds of family aggro. Y'all, I have like five minutes left of this stream, and I'm determined to get it done. I even started it late, too. But really, I probably should do ten minutes. <laughs> I wonder what you were watching that ended for you. These are all curves. These are annoying to do dynamic lighting on. No doors in the mutated whale creature. Whalicus. Ooh, that could be where one orifice leads. Oh, that's a back one, I guess. You don't want to go through the back orifice. Those were super desperate. You like singing. Everybody's going to get a bonus song. So this is still the top of it. And then we can... You are acting really babyish for a three-year-old. Yeah. And we'll put light out here. But, uh, the problem is I'll need to do dynamic lighting around it because otherwise you just see a sea of blackness. No, don't click that. That's going to turn the mic off. The mic? We don't want to turn Mike off. We like Mike. We do like Mike. We do like Mike. Our bees. That's just attached to the microphone, uh, I guess. Why? Why? What? We're at the age of why, aren't we? Everything's a why. Why? 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 Oh, look at the teeth and the tentacles. It's like a little acid pool right there. 
they yeah. jump to the mouth, which that would be kind of crazy. They jump into the Well, now I'm thinking they might want to do this if they see this thing up here. Right Somebody's going to want to jump like inside this thing. Mac or Gottwall is going to want to jump in this thing like, to punch it from the inside. I can, I can already see that happening. Son of a gun. You introduce a giant tentacled mutated whale creature. The players are going to want to get inside it at some point. Which, so then I'll have to create, like, environmental rules for being inside this creature, as well as if there's any, like, I don't know, things inside of it. If they already spilled out all the sea spawn, maybe it would just be more purely, like, environmental, like you're taking acid damage or something because you're inside of it. Although it transports the sea spawn, but maybe it's like being inside Unicron. It's got, like, a... I don't know, like its own defensive system with tentacles coming out of the walls, and you got to deal with that. Gosh, I gotta get all this done by Friday. My goodness, how's a Thursday already? Honey guns. Alright, alright, alright. Easy, easy. That is the inside of that mutant whale thing. So it blows the water. Yeah. The bad thing is they could jump in it like as early. Well, okay. So if we wait until we wait until the Sawagan, they're already there. The players arrive to deal with the Sawagan. Then we have this thing show up. At least there's a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah, some kind of small parasite. I like that idea, Nate. Um, that can act as like a defensive turret. I'll just need to come up with a uh, whatever stat block would fit to uh, to stick in there. To deal with that, but also give it some kind of like brainstem, some kind of glowing red thing. All right, all right, all right. Hey, right, you're. Yeah, sit there. <laughs> That's not gonna work. I cannot uh, access my control system. Um, so some kind of goal for them to actually hit. Uh, if they do make it inside, if they go from the top, which makes the most sense, then I should put the brainstem. Look at those tentacles. In the bottom somewhere, just maybe put like a brain. Oh, a big tentacle. Oh, yeah, and I need to draw the line around the. Way down to like there. And to like there. Be good so there won't be any light. Actually, there will be a little bit of lighting from uh, the mouth. He's so big. He's so big. He is. So, if we put, uh, let's use Mac, because Mac's blind as a bat. Hi, sweetheart. <laughs> there we go. The mouth. Okay, I'm going, dark. I'm going to the living room. Oh, you are? I'm going to the living room. You're done with me now? I'm done with you. Okay. Thank you for the visit. And this is totally lit up here. You're welcome. <laughs> and then it should be a little bit dark in there. Yeah, so... I don't see there being any... We might not even have to use this map then. Because this is kind of with the same thing as the other map is. This just has... Uh, the ability to walk inside these things. But, I guess, well, I guess you could walk in and see there's a... Stairs down. Now my phone's ringing. Jesus Christ. 
Fate does not want me to do this crafting stream at all. <laughs> Holy crap. It's, everything is happening. Uh, Distraction City. If they don't want to go down the orifice, which uh, that's fair, then they can find these like natural stairs that go down inside or something. Like a, like a bone rib thing. Um, but you still don't probably need the... Maybe the map for that. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. But we'll have to come up with something. Uh, if they do decide to jump in this thing, I do have the map ready for it. So that's something at least. And we can split the party up even more. This is a lot, though. I mean, if we do we do the ship rest, because we're going to start you know, right in the middle of the action. Um, they're going towards the harbor. So we'll unleash the ship rescue event first. Then the Sawagan coral ship thing. Uh, and then we'll probably be over halfway through our session by the time they reach the docks. So the bummer is, do I want to uh, speed through the docks faster than what I would want it to do because I want to get it done? Or do I just end it wherever I want to end it, um, still in the middle of things, and then we start back up, still in the middle of things, and then we can just kind of do more from there. So I don't know if I want to necessarily be pressured to... Uh, start and stop at certain areas because I feel like this is one area where I would not want to uh, speed up or hand wave too much. I do want them to get down in the gritty of it. Really feel like this is a pretty big battle, even though it should be some big cinematic things happening as well. Um, so maybe in other words, we won't even get to the inside of this uh, creature yet. We'll have just reached like dealing with the Swagan and then the sea spawn and them deciding. And maybe as soon as they decide to go in there, um, it'll already be time to end the session. The next session, we can spend more, you know, the next whole session just dealing with the docks. And then at the end of that session, we have like the pirate ship thing happening. So I think I need to pace myself uh, even more here and make sure we spend enough time because a lot of this is going to be combat related and is going to take up, you know, a lot of time. There will be sphincter doors. <laughs> what was, uh, we, there was the patron that added, uh, humanoid sized sphincters. That's what it was. Um, we'll get a call back to, uh, humanoid sized sphincters very, very possibly here. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. Uh, I'm intimidated. It's intimidating just trying to make these maps and try to figure out what's going on. And, uh, I'm, it's, it's certainly going to be wild to try and make it so it feels, actiony and cinematic but then you have to then transfer over to like okay now it's a giant turn-based combat mode battle with a lot of things going on so it'll be a tricky thing but i think the one thing i want to tell myself is don't feel like you have to get all of this done it's okay you know i don't like ending in the middle of battle for example but this is a situation where i think it would be okay uh to do that and maybe i decide where, like, look, let's just let them deal with the Swagon for a round or two and then have this creature appear. So I maybe don't even include it on the map. In fact, we could even just draw, if I really want to be lazy, I can draw dynamic lighting right through the middle of the map. Just be like, hey, you're dealing with this side of the map here. And then uh, have that thing appear, and suddenly you're dealing with all of this as well. And that way it kind of makes it so a little bit less. Or we just say, fuck it, and it's a big chaos thing, and the players themselves will have to decide who and maybe that might actually be more interesting as the players themselves decide um well okay you need to go over there and deal with the spawn and then we'll deal with the swagan and try to split it up that way which could be could be kind of interesting maybe i should put a few more uh combatants uh some guards over here so it look actually looks more like a uh a proper battle scene it's not just people running everywhere because the, the, the it's at this point there should be enough um guards and things around for some kind of repelling attack but uh maybe put some more dead bodies and things in there 
as always, uh, please give me all your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, uh, in either in the YouTube comments or in the Discord uh, server. I can see both of those and love uh, hearing from all of you and responding to all of those as well. But I think for now, before any other interruptions happen, that is going to do it for this Thursday edition of Crafting the Deep. If you enjoy the content, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. Shouts to Platinum Patrons, Joe, Will, Thomas, Dan, Brandon, Zendersider, Eclectic, Roleplay, Role, Christopher, Corey, Big Nut, John F., John L., Scott, Eric, Tyler, Nathan, Capricola, Counselor, Andrew, Daryl, The Reldron, Captain Woody 79, Stephanie, Andy, Patrick, Jason, Ismail, Ahmet, Lumpy, Spuds, and Gold Patrons, RPG, Papercrafts, Pretty Boy, Newman, Dunn's Lounge, Sam, Jerome, Nathan, Defense, Like a Tortoise, Scott, Ruffus, Carolyn, Jerry, Thomas, and Glenn. Thank you all very much for your support, and I will see uh, some Platinum Patrons tonight for our Patreon D&D &D game, and the rest of you for our D&D &D live stream tomorrow night.